Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 actual play podcast. I'm Jesse, the Game Master. First, I want to thank our listeners for staying with us. This last few months have proven incredibly demanding in my time, to the point where I'm just not able to spend the time editing audio in the way I'd like to. That said, we're absolutely still here, and we'll continue to put out podcasts, just not as regularly as I'd like. That said, I'm sure everyone is just jonesing to get right back into the action, so let's just hop right back into Falling Star, Episode 2, Meridian. Just go around the table. Susan, who are you playing? Uh, or introduce yourself, and who are you playing? I am Susan. I am playing Raxai, a Verpine. Okay. This is Jason. Once again, I'm taking on the role of Sixten DXG. Uh... Now we're cruising to the next planet, I assume, when uh, I've assumed my purple armor, because that's what Joel likes. Okay, and... I'm Stephanie. I am playing Joel Elite. I am an 18-year-old human female, um, kind of raised in a very affluent family and currently working for the Federation. Um, recruiting Empire? or the Empire. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> What did you do? Skip world. Ah. Um, recruiting more soldiers um, through our um, yes, through the power of music. Thank you, <laughs> um, and my favorite color is purple and. So sometimes Sixton humors me um, by he's, wearing he's purple your lucky armor. Charm. He's your lucky charm. Well, he's my bodyguard. Lucky okay. charm. And does someone want to give us a uh, a brief summary of of what Here's the last planet that we visited was that the one with uh, uh, Planet Avaram? Yes. Okay, that was with the planetary governor who was very dictatorial and had slaves and was very cool to them and uh there was an assassination attempt and against Joel which was foiled with a death of a small boy a girl, girl. girl small child it's hard to tell with aliens sometimes and uh basically having had a small spectacle we've left and gone to the next planet and I just want to remind you See, I told you nothing bad was going to happen. We um, there, we did perform the concert though. Um, at the Supad Dome, Super Bowl. At, at the Supad Dome, Supad Dome, um, Supad, Supad. So before we before we took off and got to see your old dad. Okay. And now you guys, all right, Stephanie, would you like to to read the briefing of, that you guys have received on the planet Ordmatea? Sure. You don't necessarily have to li- read all the statistics, but maybe some relevant information. Okay. Um, Ordmatea um, is. I don't know how much of the beginning stuff you want me to read. Uh, is a terrestrial type planet with a type 1 breathable atmosphere. Um, 
standard gravity, mountainous oceanic, 25 standard hour length day, 99 local days per year, um, 13,342 kilometers in diameter, includes humans and, let me how to pronounce Nemoidians. Nemoidians. Okay. Nemoidians are the primary race of, of the Trade Federation. Remember we saw in episode one, episode two, and episode three, they're the kind of um, amphibious looking, they're not the Gungans, they're, they're, they're kind of like newts, if you ask me. But. Um, and then this, we have a stellar class starport. Points of interest are the Home Spike and the Wave Strider Station. About 60 million people live here, and the planet's main function is mining. The official language is basic, and the government is Imperial Democratic. Uh, major exports, Garethan Ore, is that the correct pronunciation? Uh, major imports, technology, foodstuffs, um, affiliation, Galactic Empire, um, it has one son, it's called Perse, Perse, Perse. The star Perse produces an extremely high amount of ionizing radiation. Um, that, coupled with the star system's high dust density, has created a system that for a number of millennia was extremely dangerous to navigate. The high metal content of the planetary nebula and the star's intense shifting magnetic field creates great arcs of sweeping plasma clouds presenting a serious challenge to even the most adept pilots. Ord Matea, the only planet-sized body within the system, also suffers from intense electromagnetic output of the star. Its atmosphere is naturally highly ionized, creating huge electric discharges, massive storms from winds reaching nearly 500 kilometers per hour, and a magnetic field of its own prone to violent shifts. This combination of factors would ordinarily make the planet unsuitable for any useful development. And despite the planet's vast mineral wealth, it went unsettled for thousands of years. However, nearly 150 years ago, the Trade Federation, seeing a rise in the demand for certain minerals found plentifully, found plentifully on Ord Matea, decided to task their scientists with finding a solution. The solution was a complicated one. The biggest concern was the massive buildup of plasma and energy at the planet's magnetic poles. To even out the charges, Trade Federation Sciences Division built a large network of charge attenuators, energy exchangers and field dampeners, which extend all the way to the planet's mantle and up from the planet's surface to a height of over a kilometer. They are strung out at 1.4 kilometer intervals between the poles, essentially bisecting the planet. The towers themselves balance out charges more evenly through the planet's atmosphere. These towers are linked by an energy corridor, which allows the network to balance out charges between the poles and ease the worst of planet storms, both electrical and meteorological. The network is maintained by a massive station that continually circles the globe around the energy corridor and repairs the towers as needed. The cross-polar transversing repair platform, aka Wave Strider Station, itself is maintained by the equator by an even larger station known as Homespike. Only at Homespike are the massive energy shifts neutralized sufficiently to allow landings on the planet. One side effect of this massive network was to segregate the planet by hemisphere. The massive energy corridor forms a de facto wall preventing significant commerce or contact between the planet's continents. And the energy disruptions prevent repulsor lift vehicles from functioning anywhere on the planet. 
In fact, the only way to get from one side of the planet to the other is by traveling through Coldspike, which is maintained entirely by submarine navy. The only way to safely travel in the ocean, surface storms are too intense, even submarine travel is hazardous. This segregation has led to an understandable divergence in the cultures of eastern and western hemispheres. While the planet is ostensibly under imperial rule, since the dissolving of the Trade Federation under the Clone Wars, the eastern nation, Nosapa, has developed a deeply religious population with a tribal hierarchy whose beliefs are an offshoot slash corruption of an ancient Nemoidian beliefs, whereas the western nation, Imdulvo, has formed a democratic government, the descendant of the mining union. Uh, both are loosely governed by the imperial governor, Abel Laud, but her policy for the last 10 years has been one of hands off as long as mining quotas are maintained. In recent months, both sides have become more resistant of imperial rule. Specifically, it is feared that the religious zealots of Nosapa may elect to sabotage the dampener network and completely cut off the planet from the empire rather than continue to live under imperial rule. Given that it took nearly 12 years to complete the massive network of dampeners and how desperately the materials are needed, the Empire wishes to avoid this at all costs. Nosapa, the current leader, is the high priest Kel Jalun, a Nemoidian male. As Nemoidian population dominated the eastern continent, it was always likely that the Nemoidians would dominate that culture. Even though the Trade Federation maintained some control over the world up until the Clone Wars, that conflict quickly saw the dissolution of any Trade Federation alliances. Culturally, the Nosapa split from the Trade Federation long ago. They were simply too isolated to maintain significant ties. About 15 years ago, Kel Jaloon rose from the ranks of the miners and began to preach a message based loosely on traditional Nemoidian beliefs, including sun worship. Something in his teachings resonated with the people of Nosapa, and within two years he was elevated to a leadership position, and then, by popular demand, was given absolute power within their nation. Ndovo, current leader, President Mel Barshos, a human female. With the collapse of the Trade Federation on Ord Mateo, workers of the Western continent were quick to unionize. Not so foolish as to abandon the profits that continued mining will bring, will bring they quickly established a leadership and worked as a worker-owned corporation. Mel Barshos has risen to the top of that organization, and her worker-owned company has vastly outperformed the religious zealots of Nosapa, producing nearly four times their eastern counterparts. It is felt by imperial leadership that if no accord can be reached between both sides, Mel Barshos should simply be placed in charge of the whole planet. However, religious reprisals are feared. All right. So if I understand it, now does it bisect it? Like a equator or like a meridian? Like a meridian. It's a, it's a north-south. No, it's a north-south uh, going from equator to equator. Okay. Or, or, I'm sorry, from pole to pole. Okay. So it it, it has to equal. The, the charges are most intense at the poles. Okay. So it has to even out the magnetic field. Okay. Now, was Wave Rider Station right along the bottom? Or it sounded like it was in orbit, but it, there was another station above it as well? Home Spike is, sits out in the middle of the ocean. Okay. And but it happens it happens, sits at the equator, um, and it's stationary. It's and it is actually um, anchored to the ground, but it's, it's all the way to the ocean. And Wave Strider Station actually travels through it. Okay. 
And Wave Strider, but it travels. I actually have a picture of Wave Strider station. Why am I not so travels? I'm visual. I have to. The Wave Strider station actually travels with a, like rides across the energy wall. And these are, uh, specially tuned repulsive lifts that are able to function on the planet, but every, but it basically just, with a name like Wave Strider Station, it does exactly that. It just cruises above the ocean. Um, and then, you know, it, the little, the, uh, energy exchangers sort of fit in here and then it can close down and serve as a conduit while the individual stations are being repaired. So if there's no repulsor left, the seas are too stormy, submarine travel is dangerous, how do people get around? Submarines are still used. Oh, okay. It's just, in order, they they have these massive uh, submarines that are basically super carriers, super, super freighters, that uh, they load up the ore, bring them over to the home spike, and then they're shipped out through the top of home spike. Okay. So there's no, like, mini subs for families, gotcha. Generally not. Everyone lives on land and underground. The atmospheric storms are rough on the surface no matter what um even with all this technology to nullify the atmosphere um it's still obviously a violent place <laughs> so um you said that they put the ores on the submarines mm-hmm. um i'm assuming they have like these kind of under earth under the earth kind of base to shield them while they're putting them or some kind yeah, of yeah they've got sub base uh, underground sub base that yeah travel through so, it, but the ocean currents sometimes can make the submarine tra- uh, traffic hazardous. But how bad, like, is this weather? Is it so bad that they pretty much... 500 miles an hour winds on a regular basis. I'm guessing they all live underground, then. Yes. Okay. All the population... The, the entire population is either in shielded compounds or actually underground. And it's a mi- mining, so that's how you do it. It's not like anyone wants to go out for a walk and that kind of weather. Oh, what a beautiful day! Five hundred miles or kilometers per hour is literally enough to take a person up and pick them up and throw them. So, so we're flying into this place, or we you landed are, at this place. You guys are being have been we shuttled. Just, go ahead. We just read it for no reason. We're actually not going. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were there last time. Uh. Much of your crew is still convalescing from the first uh, uh, the first assassination attempt you guys endured. Um, so you have down to a limited crew. They've elected to instead of taking um, the diversion, they've instead uh, elected to just ferry you there directly. And uh, the diversion probably isn't well suited for navigating the planetary. System, so they're going to show you there by Star Destroyer, um, which is uh, the ISD uh, Imperial Star Destroyer preeminence under the command of Et Stigab. Um, your trip along, and the preeminence is a sheltered one. They don't uh, allow you any sort of free reign. You were shown directly to quarters, kind of locked in quarters. Um, and you are brought, given as much crew as, as is able to make the trip, which consists of Joel and Sixton and, um, blocking the characters. Raxi. Raxi. Rexai. 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 Um, 
to our um, sound guy with us. Yeah, the FX is with yeah. you. <laughs> Your favorite character. I know you love Z. I don't know who ZFX is the <laughs> ZFX is the droid that you guys that the yeah. FX one. <laughs> yes, he handles your um, sound, lights, special effects, and um, he's a little bit snarky, <laughs> a little bit sarcastic, and maybe maybe a little bit informal, but. Uh, very good at his job for all that. I can fix this programming for you. <laughs> so, you guys uh, are shuttled down to the planet. You start to try rockets out of hyperspace and uh, out of system. Actually, you, not, you don't come in above the system. You don't come in directly in the system, but you take a Imperial shuttle, which has been somewhat modified. Uh, a Lambda class shuttle with a three wings that come down and flies you into the system. It's a bumpy ride, not something that you would expect from a shuttle. And you come down and the atmospheric trip is even worse. Um, the, the worst combat landing you ever had to endure in the Clone Wars probably felt a little bit like this. It is rough and bouncy and um, all part of a soldier's duty. And you come down and are set down on Homespike, which is a massive blue-gray tower. This tower is actually about eight kilometers tall. Up above the um, the worst of the storms and and Homespike can and you can see as you land the form of Wave Strider Station cruising along fairly slowly. Um, it looks like it's maybe two hours out, three hours out from the station. Um, you are, like, as you land, then a dome closes up over the ship, and so that you know, the wind and the blowing you everywhere, and there's a just a small dome that, that's... Um, like the landing area is a huge field. It's almost, you know, the six or eight freighters dock, and there's one dome with a cargo elevator. And out of the cargo elevator comes a gentleman who is uh, flanked by a pair of stormtroopers, immediately recognizable as Abiel Laud, the planet's governor, the planet's imperial governor. Formally walk uh, up to the landing ramp of your shuttle and await you guys to descend. So who's going first? No, of course I am. I'll just stay in the back. <laughs> I've got my armor on and carrying the blaster carbine. I'll just stand back here. Okay. So you... You actually just is going to walk out there and make sure that things are safe, and then I can go greet the governor? Absolutely. Okay. okay. I'll go outside and make things are safe. <laughs> I don't think that was right. <laughs> okay. Are you going to... Are you searching for anything, or are you just looking around? There's nothing immediately apparent. There's a crew uh, on the far side of the landing platform that appears to be loading up... Um, large cases. You don't see any 
uh, droids doing the labor that you would ordinarily see droids doing. This looks like it's all being done by hand. Um, it's equally, you know, pretty, some pretty burly guys doing it. Um, maybe a Wookiee or and a couple of other sort of the stronger species. Uh, maybe a, a, a Kalari handling some of the loading. Um, but there's definitely no droids being handling the work. All right. Looks like it's clear. Come on down. Governor Laud, it's it's very nice to meet you. You'll have to pardon Sixton. He's he's a little overprotective. We've we've had a few scuffles lately. Scuffles. Scuffles. We'll we'll talk about it later, Roxy. Well, I understand. You, I think you'll find that our facility is secure. It's a little rough and tumble out here. Um, we don't get a huge amount of traffic other than freighters, so we're not particularly equipped for with formal um, quarters for you guys, but you're welcome to join you. We have set aside quarters for you, and I invite you to have your things brought down. Um, I have porters who can handle that for you. Is there any special uh, equipment that you need? Or do we have a? Um, do you have a concert you wish for us to perform? Is there a? Is there a venue at Home Spike that? I, why are? Why were we sent here? I'm not sure. I understand the purpose of why we're at. Why we're here. Oh, he. he. Holds his hands in front of him. Well, this planet is producing a lot of the Empire's goods uh, as far as raw materials for several large construction projects that the that are currently underway. Mm-hmm. And it is felt that any disruption it will um, even one that a military uh, takeover of the uh, civilian population is unwanted. So the Empire has sort of pulled out all the stops when it comes to performing negotiations. That means we are going to put on as lavish as this world manages a banquet and then diplomatic negotiations will commence and it is felt that, that your presence will Ease the the tensions that are likely to rise. Negotiations around having the two factions between Nasapa and Mdalvo agree about things, or what negotiations are you referring to? The details aren't very important. I could get I could bore you with a lot of local politics. I'm not, we're not asking you to negotiate between between the two sides. We're simply asking you to perform, to be there and perform, and, you know, maybe your endorsement will be sufficient. It's not, it's kind of a long shot. We're just hoping that you can... It's a little hard to endorse something I don't know what you're asking me to endorse. Just the Empire. Just the Empire as a whole. Our leadership going forward. Ah, okay. This planet has, it does belong to the Empire. 
And we want to just remind people of that, that they're, it, while we, I have allowed them a reasonable amount of individual freedom to determine their individual nations, that they are still imperial protect, they're part of an imperial protectorate and thus they are, um, expected to comply with imperial regulations. I see. And what sorts of issues have arisen that um, they've demonstrated their non-compliance with? At the moment, it's been mostly in the form of protests. Mm -hmm. um, we were hoping that given your success in the past with promoting the Empire's message, that you would make some headway here as well. Okay. Uh, when are we scheduled to do this? Uh, within the next 12 hours, it would be hope. The intelligence I have suggests some unrest among the, particularly among the religious sect uh, of the planet. Um, the Nemoidians not typically a, a violent people, but they do have a bad reputation. They've kind of been on everyone's watch list since the Clone Wars, and we don't know what they really want. They haven't been very clear other than they're not happy with where they are. We've never received a list of demands, but that's where it is. Okay. What's the location where this is supposed to be? Oh, here at Homespike. Okay. Um, I'll need you to um, give the information about the room um, and that sort of thing to Sixton and give us access to that space so that we can check it out and do a sound check and also a security check. Um, especially given if there's unrest currently going on. Um, I should clarify that none of the unrest has happened here at Homespike. That this is our field agents out in the various nations have reported back that the Nemoidian population is unhappy. So the protests have not been at Homespike? No. Of course, it's when you don't expect it that it always happens. That is a, true enough. Well, um, nonetheless, if we're going to do a concert, we need to do a sound check and ZFX, um, we'll need to set up all of the, um, equipment and things. Um, we will need some porters to, um, assist with, you know, offloading all the equipment that we'll need and, and helping yeah, us set up. Yeah. Uh, actually, about your droid and about that time, ZFX comes down the ramp and promptly falls over on its side. It was uh, it was the radiation field, most likely. The pulsar? Yeah. It probably tried to Most droids don't operate well unless they've specific, been specifically shielded on this planet. Ah, what type of shielding does it take to get them to operate? The same type of technology we use for uh, to maintain this station. It's uh, deionizers and 
uh, charge attenuators. Well, the show doesn't go on without ZFX. So, uh, Governor Lott, if you would, please entertain Joel, and I'll take care of the droid. Heck, I was gonna say he gets, she gets to take care of the droid, doesn't she? I think Roxy could do a better job. Sorry, Sixton, you know, you know, I, I think you're, I think you're wonderful, but isn't that more in her line of work? I just want to make sure everything goes smoothly. I know. When so, it comes to details, it's all about getting them right. Well, why don't you come with me and and we can. So you can check out and make sure that I'm in a safe place for a little bit, um, and then come back and see how Rox is it Roxy? Roxy. Roxy. How Roxy is doing with uh with getting old Z up on his feet. All right. Roxy uh kind of coughs a little bit and turns to uh our Admiral um and asks. Um, if you have some extra spare parts that I could possibly use to try and, um, get our destroyed back in order, it would be most, I would be most grateful to you if you could direct me in that direction or have them sent to me. We do have that sort of equipment available. It's kind of an expensive solution, but for this, I think we can spare it. It's not, been, never been economical to spend time equipping all of our droids with the ionizers. The technology doesn't last very long. It tends to burn out fairly quickly. So we do need to... Uh, well, Z is a very special droid, and if you want the show, then we I, have to have it. I understand, and I'm more than willing to contribute the parts. It's simply just never been uh, economically feasible to do it on large scale for tasks that humans or Nemoidians or other species could accomplish. Understandable. So, uh, you're welcome to... I will have one of my guards escort you and your droid to the uh, repair base, if you will please accompany him. The effect's a little heavy, but the stormtrooper accompanying you will help. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys help me with this? So he, the stormtrooper puts it on his shoulders. And he's, sort of, he's kind of gorilla-shaped with kind of a mantis head. Um, Please don't eat your head. And he gets carried. He, he, the stormtrooper puts him on his back and starts carrying him. And you said you want to check out the, the venue that you'll be performing at? Yes, I. Okay. Uh, if you will follow me. Ms. Elite and Mr. I don't think I caught your name. Ah, retired Captain Sixton BXJ. Very well, Captain. This way, please. And he leads everyone into the main cargo lift. And so you take the cargo elevator, and it is one of those big industrial elevators. That and because this is a mechanical elevator, not a repulsor elevator like most of the ones that you would have experienced in the past, it you hear it grind and you hear cable shift and crunch and you descend into pump I don't trust the safety of this elevator. You're not with us anymore. No, you guys all work them down together. So it's a big elevator. There's plenty of room for everyone, but the elevator will stop at about 
the 80th floor. B8 or B8 Eight or... Zero. No, like upper down. Ground. The, the 80th floor from the top. So they have gone down Negative 80. 80. <laughs> yes. They, they number the floors here from... Number one is the landing deck. So one down. And you see on the console that it goes down nearly uh, 300 floors. Wow. How did they like do it? Did they like punch in the numbers? It's a, it's a touchpad. And it, I can look for you want. Got some computer. Diagramming home spike. Okay. Okay, and there are a number of actually home spike actually flares out because it actually has to accompany it, or it has to structural support. Yeah, Gosh, learn your architecture, man. Well, <coughs> the hole of wave strider actually fits through the center of it in the middle, down at the bottom near the base. And yeah, just so everyone has a good visual of where we are. Okay. Wave Strider is maybe, um, just to give you guys an idea of scale, Wave Strider Station is maybe a kilometer tall, um, because it has to, it's just over a kilometer tall, it has to fit over the tower so it doesn't go quite all the way to the bottom. But a homeless bike is about eight, eight kilometers tall. So, um, but it's much wider at the base, um, and, um, easily, easily fits Wave Strider in the middle. Well, I'm figuring this is good enough for Imperial purposes right now. Right. I'm just trying to give everyone, make everyone, sure everyone understands the, the physical situation. So everyone's ears pop, those of you who have ears, uh, <laughs> as you drop down and, uh, you get out and head for the repair base. The stormtrooper shows you the way through the repair base. There's plenty of equipment there. Um, and that you can start working on the droid. And you guys are then ride the rest of the way down the elevator to the somewhere in here. In a big weird section. Um, we'll call it floor 270. Numbers without zeros aren't important. And sorry, man. derailed me. Um, you were shown to a banquet hall. This floor is fairly. Uh, it's got white walls. Um, there is a banquet hall. And the governor points off to down one corridor. And, you know, to the right and left are the loading docks for Wave Strider when it comes through. And down here is our main uh, conference hall. And over here is our theater for what performances we do get, but there are usually a number of Hollywood films we get through here. Lots of entertainment. Kind of important in a facility like this. Not a lot else to do. 
and approximately how many people does your theater see? About six hundred. This is probably the smallest venue that you guys have ever been asked to perform in. There is a good bit of space, but it's probably the smallest venue you've actually been asked to perform in. You expect it to be um, full tonight, or, or no? It, it, this performance really is just for the people who will be involved in the talks. So we're talking a small private function, in other words. Yes. No more than say eight individuals total. Okay. Will it be broadcast in general uh, consumption at some later time or this evening? We will be recording it. Right? We had not discussed that with anyone. The possibility of broadcasting a performance that would be up to you and your team. Well, it's a matter for consideration. Perhaps I'll get a hold of you later once we've made a determination. Understood. That's, there's certainly no need for an immediate decision on that. You can always change your mind at a later point. It's always easier to broadcast it later than not broadcast. Than not give it. Well, then if we broadcast it, then you can't go back and say we didn't broadcast it. Um. Approximately how long were you expecting the performance to be? The details I was given by your, uh, by the individuals with the IPB was that your concerts typically last about two hours. So something in that range. So one hour in intermission, another hour, yes. something along those lines. Sounds like a pretty square gig. I just want to make sure we're giving you what you expect to see. Because we can modify things if that's if that's too long or if it's not what you not what you want. Um, are there any VIPs that I'd be expected to talk with before or after the concert? <clears throat> the, the two individuals who will be leading the talks are Mel Bartos and Pel Jaloon. Those are your leaders of your two um, yes. sections. Uh, it would probably do well if you were to shake a few hands, press the flesh, as it were. Before or after? After would be fine. Okay. Rexai, if you would like to make a droid repair roll for me. Um, can I perhaps look through its databases falling on it and what's going Looking at the databases and the programming repair role? I don't like that we're performing on the same level as the wave riders loads in my mind. I'll uh, look into it. I'll look into it. That makes me my wild, it is a solid one. I don't know. If it, although, I don't know. Maybe the wave spider station doesn't actually transport any people. It just makes me real Well, with the difficulty they have in roids, I imagine it's not quite automated. I'm just wondering if there's... If there's unrest, and they're having this meeting, and there's some 
And if somebody who wants to disrupt this meeting, I'm not even necessarily saying they're coming at me, but, you know, we haven't exactly had a good... <laughs> I think I've got some ideas on how to take care of that. Sorry, uh, side conversation. I rolled a solid 20 in the middle of the the, the two part of your code? Uh, that was for the computer programming and to okay. prepare for the, um, just to look through the database. And oh. I'm trying to find the, um, droid repair protocols, assuming that it is on the So far, you don't find anything specific with the droid? Where the, um, I mean, protocols you, are. There's a lot of protocols. I mean, you can't look through the entire vast storehouse of the droids, but as far as file headings and just, you know, skimming what's on the droid, you can't look through every line of code the droid has, but you can certainly skim through it and note it, and you don't see any protocols or any, um, commands in there that are... I'm looking for the one specifically on memory, uh, droid memory wiping. On droid memory wiping? Like, you want to wipe its memory? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not an internal function, it requires an external Yes, but I'm wondering if, it's, uh, if it says that there are certain circumstances under which you are allowed to... Oh, there are no specific, it's not like included in the instruction set for the droid. So it basically yeah. says, do it whenever! No, it, that would be, you can reboot the base programming, like so it, um, it's fairly common procedure. You just you know, purge you know, a record of recent events um, and keep then reload the programming from from out of secure storage. Uh, then I guess I'm going to not wipe. I'm going to wipe the path. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you are able to successfully perform a memory wipe. Of the past week. Of the past week? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then I am going to work on fixing it, and that would be droid repair. Which I guess. Two more. And that is a one. Okay. Uh, and what exactly are you trying to do? You're trying to adapt the. Uh, yes, and I'm trying to uh, put in the um, the shielding and try and connect it to its power and make it uh, its main power and boost the power just a slight bit so it can accommodate for this shielding. Okay, that's fine. 
you are actually able to do that fairly easily. This equipment uh, will probably last. <coughs> Sorry. It's your estimation that. <laughs> it's your estimation that this will probably burn out within about 48 hours in this configuration, but hopefully we'll be off planet by then. Okay. Then I will send a transmission or whatever back to them that basically just says finish. Okay. All right. We're on floor 270. Go ahead and bring them all down. And are you waking the droid back up? Uh, yeah, yes. back up. Oh, uh, wait. I want to, uh, hoping to save its ion shielding just a slight bit. I wait to turn it on, uh, but I have the stormtrooper that was assisting me earlier, assuming he's still around. Help me. Okay. Are okay. so you bringing him back to? Yeah. Okay. Alright. You can pull the droid back to, uh, I'll just go back to the 270th floor, and you meet the Sixton and Joel and the governor, who are both discussing the space and measuring it for, or not, not exactly measuring it, but more the droid's job, but you're, you know, pacing out your dance steps and. Well, governor, I'm sure you have. Many more important things to be doing right now, especially with these important negotiations about to happen. I'm, you, you can leave us. We're, we're fine. Is, are, is there a location that, where are we allowed to, where have you set aside for us to be during any downtime that we have? So we now have a performance space and we now have our droid back and fixed. Where are we quartered for? Green room, also our quarters. I mean, I assume we're going to spend a night here either before or after the performance. There, there are quarters that have been set aside for you down on the, uh, 300, um, I'm sorry, the 298th level. And, let think back. I believe it's corridor B. And rooms, 11 through 16. You have a very sharp memory there, Governor Laud. Well, thank you very much. If we have any further questions or we need any more information from you, what's the best way that we can contact you without being, you know, obnoxious about that? Use the interstation comms. Most uh, comm links don't function particularly well down here. Everything in, in the building is actually hardwired, but if you were to use, say, your pocket uh, communicator, it's unlikely it would function here. Okay. And the interstation comm link would just say, pick it up and say who we are and we want to speak with Governor Law and it would eventually find its way to you. Yes, we do have, uh, we actually have to have operators who, who actually route the calls themselves. Again, a lot of our automated systems simply don't function. Some of our computers are shielded, others are not. And this was a function that's actually easier to pay sensors. It's a lovely planet you have here. <laughs> you, you'll understand if some of our normal effects that go along with my show don't exactly... We don't try to make them occur here because I'm really not sure how much of that's going to work. <laughs> I, was, I was warned with that. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I have a quick question about the planet. Uh, you said that it was the ion radiation, correct? That was affecting the planet. Basically just everything is full of charged particles everywhere and it's just, it's a huge mishmash of electrical soup everywhere. It doesn't matter how far down you go, basically? The whole planet is, it's at its minimum here at, uh, at Home Spike. Home Spike is on the equator, so it's furthest away from the poles where it's most intense. The whole point of the network is to balance out those charges from the poles to, and reduce some of the extremes. But at Home Spike especially have dampeners around it to try and balance out some of it, but it's still a really kind of a nasty situation. So basically just don't rub your socks on the grass and then try to do something. Uh, don't go outside. <laughs> it, it, it. Just check my equipment. Most like directed energy weapons are pretty pretty robust and designed to hold up against. So I'm not like your blaster is not going to come that fall apart on you or something like that because it's uh, <laughs> they're designed to channel a large amounts of energy and they're specifically designed for combat situations where someone might throw ion grenades or something like that. And the combat equipment is fairly well shielded, but the defensive thing thus. Luckily, this is my trusty rifle, and I've been here before. What time of day are we? In this mishmash of soup, you're not really sure, but given where the sun was, basically, it's probably about noon. Um, one other, you know, concern. Where do we eat? Well, there's the banquet hall. Okay, so are we expected to be kind of with this? Negotiation that's going on. I mean, are we? You, you will be invited to enjoy the meal with us. Okay. Um, the Which concert is supposed to happen when? That is supposed to happen immediately after the concert. So we have scheduled the concert, the meal, and then we'll immediately begin negotiations that evening. So the concert. Uh, we were hoping the concert could be taking place at 1800 hours. Okay. And then we would have a, a large meal, like 2,200 hours, and negotiation we would, would probably go until uh, 2,500 hours. Military time on planets that don't exactly work that <laughs> Okay. Um, in the meantime, if we wanted to, you know, grab a snack or something like that, where's your... There are a number of uh, facilities, uh, commercial facilities down below, if you're welcome to. Down below. Governor, I'm sure that uh, we can take care of ourselves from here. Thank you very much for your attentions. Okay. If we have any questions, I'm sure that we can find somebody to ask. Is there a guide to the tower? Is there a four guide? Sorry. Look at my data pad down below. Oh, sorry. Data pad! I forgot about the. Do our data pads work? There's an app. He said sometimes they don't work. (laughs) No, it's the communications that have problems. Oh, okay. I don't know if the app store works, though. Okay. Sorry. Trying to think of a few things before the man left it. Okay, so he takes off and Stormtrooper Guard is following him. You guys are pretty much left alone. 
comfortably. Looking around. Yep. Okay. Sixton, I don't like that the weave. Does the weave weave station thing carry people? Weave station. Wave Strider Station. Does it carry people? Because he said it has an on and off thing out here. I'm getting a little paranoid when there's more access to the floors that I'm on than what there should be. Well, there's no reason we have to be anywhere near the Rave Strider at the time. Uh, we could always uh, stay in our rooms and only come up here when we absolutely must. In fact, that's what I was going to suggest if you have concerns. Okay. And of course, there's also the option of touring the rest of the tower until we're ready to uh, perform. Sixton, you have been here before, and you know that Wave Strider Station is generally thought to be inaccessible from anywhere except Wave Strider Station, from Home Spike. Thought to be. Well, I have to use that kind of language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's generally thought to be uh, inaccessible from anywhere, uh, just because the energy exchanges that are on the um, energy corridor are so intense that you know anything traveling close to it is probably going to be neutralized by and probably isn't too healthy for humans either or any other species for that matter. Is GFX operational at this point? Um, yes, he is. Um, he is operational. He has approximately. 40, uh, 48 hours on on him for his iron shielding collapse, as I have rigged him currently. It is still most likely bet since I don't didn't know the exact parameters um, to leave him off unless need be um, for his calculations. Well, need be right now. We're supposed to be performing in six hours, and given all this crazy electronic soup, we gotta figure out what, if anything, electronic we can do with the show. Alright, so. I'm in agreement, though. We ought to conserve the shielding whenever we could, so only turn them on when absolutely necessary. But we do need to figure out what we can do. Well, I agree. Right now would be an absolutely necessary time. <laughs> Alright, so I guess I'd go in, uh. Go over and yeah. kick them. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> uh, I go and switch the uh, VFX on. VFX powers up as lights sort of flicker and become directed. Hi, boss. Why am I on my back? <laughs> um, we're on. Um, remember on Ord Matei, you don't do so well. What about, where, I don't have that sign in my database. It's on my immediate one. Where are we? Ford Matea? The last place I remember was Eridu. Um, okay. Do I get amnesia if they bump the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely! Ford Matea? And why do I have this big... Things right my that is, ask Roxy. <laughs> Roxy. ZFX, the important thing you need to know is we have a performance in six hours. There's extremely difficult conditions you may have to cope with. This is our performance space and we'd like to get it set up as soon as possible. The ion shielding in, uh, in the, uh, at the 
in there at, uh, on this planet at the mo moment that we are on uh, also makes it so uh, it will be hard for you to work. I've installed ion shieldings into your system so it should be able to protect you, but you should also what are you doing? The effects are sort of poking out. You expect me to move around with this thing on? Gets to his lead and takes the experimental steps to move, but maybe a little slower than usual. Sorry, Z. It's it's temporary and it actually is very temporary. It probably will only last us forty eight hours, so we may have to ask you to shut yourself down while we're here. I'd like to point out that my aesthetics programming does conclude that this clashes with my existing color scheme. We're sorry for that, Z. I'm not. <laughs> Just do your job, Clanka. Z, we're on a really short timeline. Within concert's supposed to be at, at six. It's uh, noon now. Um, Show me where we're performing. Right here. You're looking at it. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> well, there will only be 80 people in attendance, even though this has a maximum of 600 folks, um, maximum seating of 600 people. Uh, there are negotiation, planetary negotiations underway. ZFX, it's going to be a small, intimate performance. This is the space. Set us up. Okay. Do we have a song list? Not yet. Well, you know the first half. Or the second? The second half is the imperial half. You know what we're doing for the second half? We'll have the first half for you shortly. Normally, you actually provide me with a set list for each performance. Well, the first half, just do my typical first half. That's Go ahead and start with the first half and just do kind of the typical... You know, the stuff that everybody loves to hear. So we'll get started with there. We literally just found out about this, so we'll find out what the IPD. You'll get the update. Who do you contact at the IPD? Do you need me to do that, or do you? can you do that? Just don't get so normally provides all of our show information. Well, our... Communications down here are not so hot. Sixton, what what do we do? I'd say we just go with a normal run. Okay. Can't go wrong with what they've already asked us to do uh, many, many times before. The people love it, keep doing. Well, but they, they do tweak it. From that is correct. Thing. I could do perform an analysis of the political situation and I don't think that's part of your function, Clanka. Set it up. Very well. Kind of short with the man. He's had a rough day. Come on. <laughs> Why do you care? Because he's the only reason I get to do a show. Without him, the show doesn't go on. <laughs> so if I understand you correctly, you ha don't have any uh, inherent talent, it's all the droids that's doing <laughs> the performance. Not fired. Not fired. 
Well, I guess for a, for a venue of 80 people, I probably could do it just standing there singing without a mic. But, you know, <laughs> and no music. A cappella. <laughs> but really, I don't think I could do everything the Federation wants. Empire. Empire wants. Sorry. Lost Eye just starts, just starts like twitching and making little insect noises. Fake noises. Do you have a picture of uh, the uh, the species? Uh, Not immediately going to need one. Okay. Okay. Sorry. They're kind of bug like. Okay. They're very bug like. (laughs) Bug like. Uh, the one on the uh, the one in that doesn't have a picture. I I will get. On the yeah, I would just go to Wikipedia. So, do you think we have any chance of uh, um, being able to contact? They'll get so. Yeah. To get a set list. Yeah, I can put in the I can put it in the comms. I'll take care of it. Well, that will wrap up that part of that episode. Uh, I will put out a new episode as soon as it is feasible for me. Uh, I can't promise that'll be this week. To my listening audience, once again, we're recording. I just don't have time to edit. We will be back, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, Just keep watching the news feed, and there will be a new podcast. I do promise that. So, uh, until then, good luck, and may the Force be with you.